So uh, I had a comment. I was. Uh, it's been a while since I fielded all the comments on YouTube. Yep, Is my right. mic a little better? It's yeah, not it as crispy better. now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll and uh, someone was like, 12 minutes in and no topic. Like, I feel like all podcasts are like this, right? Oh Dihydrogen monoxide. You are correct. You're, you're okay. Thank you. And also, uh, yeah, thank you, Philip, for your podcast. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. And Zach, screw you for doubting me. I, I, I doubt everything. That's how I've ended <laughs> up in the place I'm at. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, this is how podcasts go. If you, if you don't like it, um, you know. You don't have to watch or listen or better yet. We even are now putting in the uh, descriptions of the videos when the topic starts. They've so, been, I've had that for like yeah. a while. But so. here's the thing, Zach, uh, people don't read and people don't mm. pay attention and they don't listen. Do you know how many times I've gotten comments on my videos of something that I addressed in the video? Somebody's asking like, what, what pedal is he using? And it's the pedal the that I'm talking about. In the, the title video. of the video. Yeah. It's the title of the video, <laughs> or I very clearly stated it in the video. People don't listen. They Man, don't I, 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 so, so I released, um, the 1347 fuzz. Yep. Congratulations. Thank you. And it did well and people like it. Hit. And, uh, I made, I made a new video, uh, a, a video demo and it was kind of inspired by the old ZVEX videos where it's just the pedal and it was me talking. Yep. And, um, I was like, I like this. This is, this is good. I think this is how I'm going to do it. And one of the first videos I'm going to get to after all the new art shows up is explaining all the differences and stuff because I, and I feel that's, those are the questions I feel the most. What's the difference mm -hmm. with the Mjolnir? Mm -hmm. What's the difference with the golden fleece mm -hmm. and uh, just a, yeah, just a mythos FAQ because there you go. Damn. <laughs> because damn. <laughs> oh, a uh, shout out to the Patreon chat and uh, uh, Raymond yeah. Forbes. What was Rhett saying? I missed it. Well, you can go back and listen. And then VT oh. jumper says, um, uh, also we should get off Rhett's lawn. That's right. You're right. Damn right. Yeah. I saw someone uh, complain one time about us being too, was it, what was the term they used? They stopped listening because we're too. Oh, it was a really good oh, damn. adjective, and I'm spacing on it now. Belligerent, maybe. I can't remember. Belligerent. What it was. Yeah, it was like something that I felt was a bit inaccurate, if I'm honest. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> look, this is an opinion show, and and Zach and I are two very opinionated guys, and yeah. um, I share my opinions here. I share my opinions on the main YouTube channel, but I think I'm a little looser around here because uh, generally on the YouTube channel, I try and keep things uplifting educational informative and if i do share an opinion i try and ba back it up with counterpoint but here it's a little more a little more hot take i don't mind situation. belligerent i i think <laughs> like uh i <clears throat> anybody that knows me knows me like right. this is me but this is me dialed back to like seven or eight. Oh yeah and when you are around me at like 10 and hear the things i say oh. and, and, and like expressing my full opinion it's it, uh yeah it's but a lot but that's everybody that's everybody though and if if you act like you're not that way i think you're full of it i'm sorry i'm just gonna say it you know people temper their opinions and points of view and uh you know it just is what it is yeah. but you know anyway how how was your week tell us about oh let's see week's been okay been fighting an issue with the truck with the fj yeah. Cold air intake is is causing some engine codes and, and all that stuff, but you guys don't care about that. Um, got some new gear. Um, let me tell you something. Mm. The month of March is shaping up to be quite a month for releases in the guitar space. I now know of 
four, four that I've been personally reached out to by these companies, major releases that are coming out. Some of them I'm going to do videos about others. I'm not so sure. Mm. Um, but yeah, March is March is shaping up to be quite the month. Well, that's the that's the Nam joke, right? Like, when's it released? Sometime in March. Yeah, sometime you know? in March. Sometime. So, and we didn't we didn't have Nam. No. Nope. Well, well, normal winter Nam. So now, right. uh, cool. I'm I'm excited. I know some things. Uh, we 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 did see that Line Six released a new amp today, or yeah. well, they announced it. Yeah. And uh, when I first saw it, I was like, "What's that Boss Katana doing in this Line Six ad?" <laughs> but it sounds great. It sounds really good. I actually haven't heard it, so that's one of two line. Well, well, I've already started. Yeah, it's one of two Line Six drops that are coming. And actually, this episode's going to come out. Wait, what's the date? So today's the sixteenth. So, so we're doing we're doing Monday uploads, right? Yeah. So Monday we'll have one this have, coming Monday, and then this will be next Monday. Okay, so this will be the twenty eighth. Oh, this is perfect. This okay. is perfect. All right. So well, don't tell the be, chat because they we can't. No, blow no, no I'm not. I'm not going to tell the chat because <laughs> I'm I'm technically I think under NDA with Line Six. I should right. find out because that's kind of an important thing to know if I've like <laughs> signed a contract. Um, so if you're watching this on Monday the twenty eighth. I believe Wednesday the second is going to be a big, uh, big day for Line Six. Sweet. Um, and then there's some other stuff from some other people that are happening. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Well, that's great. How was your week? <laughs> it was fine. I, I think I got this. I can't remember when I got this, but I, uh, I traded some stuff. I've been going on a bit of a. A bender or tear. I don't know. I've been I've been getting a lot of shit. Uh so <laughs> cool. I got this. I got a um Jazzmaster finally. Yeah. Uh this is the classic player. Yep. Uh which is you can tell because the bridge is closer the the, the tremolo is closer to the you see something? Is there a fly in there? Well no no because I've I've got the um not the Ventura Jazzmaster, but my Jazzmaster has the same. I was looking at it after you got that. It's got the same bridge set up. Right. So, yeah, the bridge, the tremolo system is closer to the bridge, and it has like a, a tunematic style thing. Mm -hmm. And so I traded a guitar for this and uh, going to get some. Th th these are like P90s, and it's way too, like, it doesn't sound like a Jazzmaster at all. So right. got some pickups coming uh, from a very small builder out in California, and once I get them, I'll and we can talk about them uh, and i'll rewire it because these pots are shot and the, but the guy all the 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 literature online people are like yeah it's kind of it rattles and mm -hmm. like it's noisy and stuff but this dude the like i mean it doesn't knock that bad which normally these are knocking pretty bad right uh and the bridge he just like filled it with some sort of like i don't know if it's like big ben's nut sauce or something it's Probably just a bunch of wd-40 no, no, it's like a gel. There's some sort of... In the like, bridge? Yeah, like around the screws, because apparently the screws on these rattle really bad. Oh. Uh, VT Jumper in the chat said, why aren't you using your own pickups? Because I haven't successfully made a humbucker yet, and I don't want to start buying all the <laughs> flat work to make a Jazzmaster pickup until I figure the rest of it out. But uh, <laughs> a really cool guitar. And I just, I just literally noticed, and this is a good PSA for all our for well i guess everybody be a guitar playing friend uh little fret sprout because mm -hmm. it's dry as hell in my Dude. shop yeah i my poor solace here the frets are sprouting yeah and the <clears throat> neck is so uh bowed 
that it's almost like unplayable because we talked about this the other day, but the humidity in my house, I have two humidifiers in this room going right now just to maintain about 40% humidity. They're both going full blast. I believe the humidity in my house over the last three weeks or so has been about between zero and 5% with the heater going upstairs. Like this room is brutal on guitars. So yeah. I'm hoping whenever the basement studio is done, it'll be more stable than this room. But yeah. And I mean, like, just so people know, like that's something that happens if your guitar, like the change of seasons and starts playing bad, uh, probably just needs a truss rod tweak, but fret sprout. I mean that my, my TCS had that happen. This, this guitar was, was perfect. And now it just, it needs, it needs some loving. So yeah. usually I do it, um, myself. I have like a little, uh, Stumac, like a, it's a, like a fret eraser thing. And it's just like a really fine grit sandpaper in, it looks like a rubber eraser mm -hmm. and I'll just, just run it along the you can't see what i'm doing just just run it <laughs> along the like, edge gonna... you know i just you know <laughs> up and down just rub it along the side of the fret and that usually takes off what little edge there is because it's very minor but yeah um but yeah, yeah. fun guitar so. the, hum the humidifiers have helped a little bit because like last week dude that guitar it, it almost would cut your finger running down the fretboard yeah uh cool guitar though i like the i like the the um jazz master tremolo being closer to the bridge i mm -hmm. think it alleviates a core issue that the jazz masters have like the original jazz master design has which is you know that really shallow breakover angle from the tremolo over the bridge i mean um i mean if you hit strum it hard enough you can pull those strings off the saddles on some of those old jazz masters yeah yeah and and, and that's the thing that like everybody you know uh, mike adams machine you know, he talks about you'd have to, you know, like reset the neck angle. So it's all like because the originals were shimmed and stuff. And mm -hmm. and, and I get that. Uh, and I know that's part of the charm of those instruments. But to me, it's like if it works and it, it sounds good and plays good and this thing does. The only thing that's weird is that bridge is a 12 inch radius bridge. And mm -hmm. The guitar is a nine and a half inch radius fingerboard. Ooh, that's but, weird. I, you know, just you just slot the saddles deeper. I don't care. Like as long mm -hmm. as it's in tune and it doesn't sound bad. I don't care. So. Who cares, man? That's right. Not me. Not me. Me neither. Me neither, man. Ask me if I give a damn. No. <laughs> Hell. Um, all right. Shall we dip a rig? Yeah. Here it is. I love this new. Whoa. Zap. All right. Zam. Uh, so here we go. This is from James Santos. And he said he's been a Dipped in Tone subscriber, so thank you. Um, and this is his first time submitting his rig for dipping. <laughs> uh, he plays mostly blues, rock, R&B, and funk, mainly bedroom these days, but when time permits, he does cover and session work. Um, and his rig is designed to work across different genres. He's got a 65 basement head, uh, a, a vintage one, with a custom-made closed-back cab with two uh, EV12S 200-watt speakers. Okay. Uh, a 2017 Fender Professional Tele with Lawler Specialty Vintage T uh, pickups. And pedal board is pretty sick. So he's got an exotic yeah. wah, SP compressor, a high road, Mythos high road, Mythos Argonaut, Greer Lightspeed, Cornerstone Gladio, Goodwood Audio Underfacer, which is a buffer underneath the mm -hmm. Mythos pedals, yep. an HX Stomp, uh, Disaster Area uh, Microcontroller. Controller. Yeah loopy expression pedal thing and then uh uh yep that's that's pretty much it 
Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. So, as is tradition, and, and a pretty sick hi-fi system in the background, we should point out. Yeah, yeah look listening. at that. Look at that. I don't know much about hi-fi, but that looks like it sounds good. So Can I drop this in the chat? Yeah, do it. Take me there. Or take them there. Okay, so starting off with the guitar, a nice, uh, just a nice straight-ahead telly, you know? Nothing, That's great. Nothing real fancy there. Gets the job done. What uh, what kind of pickups were in that, did, did he say? It's a Lawler special. Okay. Uh, tease so just classic Man, yeah i built a uh i built a parts caster years ago that i still have um that has special tees in it and they are phenomenal really have, really good pickups have we talked about when you moved and how many guitars you you sent me like a marco polo and just the <laughs> insanity of all the guitar cases like you <laughs> and stuff you have like you, you keep on mentioning these guitars like I don't, I don't think i've seen that one yeah to be fair to be fair i think i have more cases than i have guitars sure um and yeah, I just have a bunch of stuff that honestly I need to do. I saw Music as Wind posted a couple weeks ago that he like traded in eight guitars and went and got a custom shop Jazzmaster. And I probably should do something similar where I just, yeah. uh, you know, I just take the ones I haven't played and just take them into Guitar Center and just say, hey, you know, there's actually a pretty cool um, in my local shop right now. There's uh, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Let's get back to the rig here. Um, all right. 65 baseman is it modded or is it stock uh he didn't say anything about a mod so we'll um, assume that it's stock yeah killer amp great amp yeah really amazing really great. amazing amp yeah man and then the I'm, I'm intrigued by the speaker choice in the cabinet i must say well two yeah well i mean like you know that amp is not that loud um a vintage basement head like that is probably only like 35-ish watts. Mm -hmm. So to keep it as clean as possible, you get a loud EV speaker and you just got you just got that, clean, clean, clean. I mean, that's a loud speaker and there's two of them in there. I mean, tons of headroom. So I'm guessing he's not setting up the basement, you know, as for like an edge of breakup kind of tone. Um, yeah. Which they do really well. Like, uh, the, Oh, yeah, they sound great. Yeah, that's that's the thing, man. They've gotten expensive over the last couple of years, too. Man, they have. You know, it's funny because I had thought about uh, getting one. Uh -huh. um, and I remember, yeah, they're like 500, 600 bucks, even for yeah. a black panel. Mm -hmm. And now they're like double that, which is yeah. like, it's still a good deal. Right. But it's, I don't know when you, it's, it's just one of those things of getting older and you see stuff and you're like, that's, that's too much money. I'm not going to spend that. That's no way I'm spending that much money for a basement. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. But that's why we're not investors and in, in stuff like that. Uh, right. Yeah. Just crypto. And the, and the, <laughs> God. Um, yeah. Now announcing dipped in tone NFTs. Oh, uh, hey. For those who, no, absolutely not. Why not? Why not? Because it's dumb. That's why. How about we get it and then donate the money to something good? <laughs> like my savings account or my <laughs> yeah, mortgage? The, the people's fund. <laughs> yeah. The, the Rhett's house. Uh, the Rhett's house one. Um Sorry, I just unplugged my headphones there. Okay, so the thing about these basements, too, is finding one that has been unmolested, unmodded, it's, mm. it's somewhat difficult. It's sort of like the, you know what it's like? F follow my logic here. It's like the, uh, oh, let me find a good example. It's like the 90s Subaru WRX. If oh. you can find a good one that hasn't been modded and clapped out by seven different owners that it's really good 
yeah yeah that's like finding a diamond rough a lot of these old basements are the same way they've been modded they've had stuff changed on them because they've been so cheap for so long people just bought them and did all kinds of crap with them and so now that they're getting more expensive the good ones the unmodified ones are that much more uh worth it yeah the only thing the only thing that i would mod on a basement is i believe they're only a four ohm out right um so a different output transformer would would be helpful but um yeah, it's, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't really need anything. I've, the only mod I've seen people do that's kind of cool is you take that bass channel and uh, make it in, change it up. So you have the normal channel for your guitar, and instead of having that super dark, you can like make that into like a more more higher a higher gain or some different voicing, which would be neat. Right, right. Pedal work, super Great. clean. Yeah, really nice size. What is it? The Metro. Metro 20 and Metro 20. That's such a great size of board yeah. flat board. And uh, I mean, honestly, you could do just about anything for at least the style of music. He's talking about the blues, rock, funk, you know, cover thing, session thing. Like this is the quintessential rig. Um, obviously, bonus point for the light speed. Um, the Gladio, you know, I've actually really enjoyed my Gladio over the past couple of weeks. I've been playing with it a lot. Still never played one. It's cool. You know, it does that Dumble thing, Dumble in a Box thing. Right. Um, it's a little different than like the Vertex Dumble in a Box, um, but but it's good, man. I mean, if in front of an amp like that, if he's running that clean, I'm sure it sounds very Dumbly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I bet it's, I bet it sounds great. I, it's just one of those those pedals I, I, I talk to uh, Emilio mm-hmm. all the time, like on Instagram. But I don't think he's ever tried a Mythos pedal, and I've never tried a Cornerstone pedal. It's just one of those things. It's like Jesse Davey. I just finally got the Duelist, and I we've spoken for a while and never. Oh, by know. the way, speaking of, uh, congratulations on the pizza pedal release because I know you had. A hand oh in that. yes, yeah the the Big Ear Tone Mob pizza pedal. I I designed the circuit board, and uh, and did. Well, I mean, the, I made it. I made it have a sound. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> And it, it's it's super fun. I, I uh, Grant has me one, and I was gonna get it and like post about it, like you know, with my, my own photo. But I didn't get a chance to get over there. Yeah, but yeah. It's uh, yeah. We could talk about that more later too, if we yeah, want yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mythos pedals, the high road, self chill. Yep. yep. Nice, nice use of space here with the three mini pedals. I like that. You know, maximizing mm-hmm. the space, and then of yeah. course the HX stomp. I mean, that can be anything you want it to be. It can be its own rig. It can be a pedal board. It can be just time-based effects. It could be overdrives. It could be a cab sim, whatever you want. Maybe that's why he's going with such a loud, clean ample or speaker pair. Oh, right. And, and, and something like the basement. Cause he could essentially be almost using it just like a power amp. Yeah. You know? Cause yeah, if you keep it low, it's pretty clean, pretty clean, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty anemic is not the right word, but transparent i guess you could say i don't know flat maybe flat yeah flat although response. i'm looking at the knobs and that that's not you know this is never indicative but it looks like oh they're all just turned down okay i was like man <laughs> he's got his treble on one and his bass on one <laughs> his oh, volumes man. on one no this is a great rig this is a really really great rig ticks all the boxes for me the only thing i'd like to see different here is a, a humbucker guitar sure yeah yeah and i think a 335 style guitar would be nice here you know mm. or obviously you know the 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 obvious choice is a, a lester Paulfus, but i think something like a 335 would be a little bit more uh, add a little more character i'm gonna give this 
9.0 shoals. Dang. That's awesome. I, I, uh, I, I agree. I think having some sort of hollow, semi-hollow to add with that, that, that telly would be a great pair. Uh, I would probably go with a different speaker thing. I mean, it's, it's it again, it depends on how he's using it, but I, I like a, a little bit more character from my speaker and, uh, yeah, the loud clean thing. It's just not like, I don't know. It's, it, I, I would rather run the HX stomp into a lower wattage amp with that's doing a thing. Even if I was using like the, the amp preamps as like, overdrives or yeah some, you know, which is a fun trick you can do with that stomp you can essentially use the amp models the amp blocks but with no cab and essentially use it like a preamp style overdrive which is yeah. cool yeah i think i want to give it an 8.7 wow yeah look at us pretty like, close yeah super close huh impressive just a few weeks ago we were as far apart as we've ever been that's right you know what's funny uh when we did that that last episode, uh, we were, we made a joke in the beginning about when we were recording and then when we were get get it posted, and we were off by a day. <laughs> I heard that. Yeah, I I noticed. I was listening back to the episode. I was like, oh damn, <laughs> we were we were super close there. That's great. Nice. Okay, so we have a topic today. My freaking microphone arm will not stay put. There we go. A little better. So we have a topic today now. We're going to dive into the deep end of the pool here with this, the Tonewood debate. We've had, there has been, uh, there's been a new post, a new video that has somewhat shaken the world of the age old debate of Tonewood. Does wood affect the sound of an electric guitar? We're not talking about acoustics. We're not talking about hollow bodies. We're talking about solid body electric guitars. Does the wood and the construction affect the tone. So a gentleman by the name of Jim Lil posts a video last week. So when you guys are hearing this, it's uh, about three weeks old, probably at this point, it'll probably be coming up on a million views at this point. So congratulations Oof. to Jim. That's killer. Um, I've been following him for a while. He's a, he's a, I believe he's a Nashville guy, um, country guitar player, great player. And uh, if you haven't seen the video, essentially he goes through and does one of the most comprehensive uh, Mythbusters style breakdowns of this Tonewood debate where he's uh, he's using his Tom Anderson telly as a control uh, that's loaded with a, I believe, a Seymour Duncan. I can't remember the, the model of the pickup, the bridge yeah. pickup that he's using. Uh, um, pull it up. And he, he starts the video, basically, he buys a kit telly, like an unfinished kit guitar, puts it together, uh, and then compares the two. And of course, they sound completely different. And then he takes and uh, puts the same Seymour Duncan in the bridge. And he's just comparing the bridge pickups for this video. Um, and just that one change got them much, much closer. Not identical. Didn't sound the same, but much closer. Right. Um, and then what was the next thing he did? The two by four. He went and got a yeah. two by four out of his shed and crafted a two by four guitar with the Tele bridge, with the electronics, with the neck and the same pickup and it was pretty damn close to the tom anderson like it was over youtube and i listened with headphones on so did you i mean yeah it was it was up there right yeah it's and but then what did he do <laughs> but then the uh the how do you say it i don't speak french the piece de resistance or whatever that's right 
Piece de resistance was the workbench guitar. Now it's the thumbnail of the video. Okay. So if you haven't seen it, just go look at the thumbnail and you'll see what I'm talking about. But he took two workbenches and spread them out 25 and a half inches. So the scale length of a Fender guitar. And on one workbench, he mounted the Tele bridge with the pickup and the Tele electronics. And then he strung the six strings across the gap to the other workbench where he had a sort of fashioned headstock, six in line headstock. Um, and essentially played a non-existent guitar, a guitar that is not made of any wood whatsoever and compared it to the Tom Anderson. And it's uh, it's pretty close. Yep. Across, over YouTube. Over YouTube. And, and, and with his, I mean, honestly, I didn't find any of the mic'd guitar sounds. I didn't find any of the, the recorded guitar sounds all that. Uh, yeah good <laughs> they weren't they wasn't like yeah they weren't great but again that, i don't think that's necessarily the point of the video um and and again we right. should point out that this is you know uh jim if you're watching this great job on the video i thought yes. it was very yes. well done and and very thorough and uh it, it sparked a lot of interesting conversations online including this one so um yeah i mean i, I agree though i think the initial tone wasn't all that stunning to begin with but again this is just classic experiment. You're taking a control, which is a Tom Anderson, arguably great instrument. And then uh, <laughs> I, I mean, they're few, fine. I don't know. I, don't. I played a few Tom Anderson's. And I thought they were really good. Um, much better than a piece of two by four. I would say, I don't know. Depends on your piece of pine, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what do you think about this? What has this changed your mind? First of all, tell me what's your point of view about the tone wood debate pre this video. Uh, I think it 100% matters because here's, here's, I mean, I learned about it working at Carter. I mean, I'd always thought, uh, Oh, drink, by the way, uh, I'd always, you know, believed in that. I'd always believed that the wood totally matters. I mean, why, why go through the trouble? Why waste the time? You know, is it just to market and steal from people? You know, I didn't think so, but I, I would go to the Gibson custom shop either myself, uh, I, I went a few times or other guys would go and we'd drive over there and we'd come back with a car full of Les Pauls. Um, just the, we'd, they'd just be in the, the big cardboard boxes. We'd load it up in our cars and we'd open them up and they would be like within one or two serial numbers apart, you know, same mm -hmm. finish, same setup, uh, same pickups. technically the same pickup. Who knows if the outputs were the same, but the first thing we would do is we'd open them all up and we'd tune them and then we'd play them unplugged mm -hmm. and we'd go, that's the one. Mm -hmm. Why is that the one? You know, and, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't be like, it wouldn't be up for debate. It would be unanimous with all the guys in the shop. Like that one's got something special. So something else is, is going on to, to give that guitar its character because ultimately a guitar is not a pickup. Right. Uh, a guitar is the sum of its parts. And when, when you take, a, a good pickup like a Duncan and record it and, and use, I mean, a 57 on what was like an orange cab, which probably has like a vintage 30 or something in it and, and run it through whatever in the computer, you know, arguably it's probably going to sound the same. There's not that much information there. So I think while it is inter inter interesting, it isn't, it is not a guitar and it like, and in even the two by four thing like that, I mean, you could, I mean, 
like a Devo had like a base that looked like a two by four and, you know, Les Paul's log, but it, guitars are the sum of their parts. And I have, I've experienced too many times where I've opened things from a factory or from a company and a beat them and, and they're miles apart. Same. I've had the exact same experience Yeah. Um, where, yeah, you, you're, whether you're shopping for something or just trying stuff out, I've done it for videos in the past uh, where you're comparing things and yeah, you can take two of the same model from the same builder and play them unplugged, no rig, and they sound different. They feel different. Um, now is that going to be noticed on, you know, a YouTube video or to someone listening to a record where that guitar was used? Probably not, but it does make a difference to the player. And, yeah. uh, I agree with you that the a guitar is an instrument. It is a tool for a job. Okay. And it is the sum of its parts. A guitar body and neck is not there for the sole purpose of holding, you know, the strings and the pickup and the right orientation to produce a sound. And the thing about this video is I went and read the comments, which was treacherous. <laughs> um, and but what I what I saw was a lot of people, there's a lot of just confirmation bias happening where right. it was just a lot of sort of vindication of people saying, yes, I've been saying this for years. Finally, there's proof, you know, wood doesn't matter. It's never mattered. People have been shouting me down for years. Well, just a lot of that kind of stuff. Finally, I'm right. And I wouldn't hold this video up as like the end all be all, you know, uh, nail on the coffin for this debate. I don't think this debate will ever end. Um, I think it was a well done video. I think it was very intriguing. And I think the results were interesting. But I think there's plenty of variables there that weren't accounted for in Jim's video. And the, this is not in any way a dig towards Jim. Again, I think he did a fantastic job. But you can hear differences in guitars based off of how an amp is set. Or yeah. what type of amp you're playing or what type of speaker you're playing, right? How, where is the speaker mic'd up? How is it mic'd up? Those all cause differences and it can accentuate differences in the guitars themselves. So let's say one guitar has more high end, for example, it's more top end, it's brighter in response. Let's just say you happen to mic the speaker further away from the dust cap where the speaker's response is darker. Or let's say you're running a, an amp that doesn't have a particularly great response in the top end. Well, then you're not going to hear as much of the difference in the top end of the guitars as you would. Also, in, in Jim's video, um, his tone was relatively overdriven. There was quite a bit of amp saturation going on, which is fine. But there's a lot of harmonics and overtones and stuff that are being added there from the rig, from the guitar, or sorry, from the amp and not necessarily the guitar itself. Yeah. So I do think there is, there wasn't a perfect experiment. as, And that was a, the thing that I noticed was people were using it as like um, a way to justify a belief that they've held rather than coming at it from an open perspective and saying, well, it doesn't matter. And um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I 100% I, I agree. I mean, so many things, there's so many things that are out of your control that affect the way things sound. I mean, just the wall voltage, if like, you know, that can affect your amp <laughs> and how it sounds. Uh, those things matter. Now, I think that's pretty extreme, but um, it's just, it's a very, it's an interesting topic, but when you, when you're, when you're doing an experiment or, or uh, a study, you know, to really get any like, okay, 
we go back to my college experience. I had to do, I had to do a thesis, which was weird for a, a bachelor's degree. <laughs> and I had to do a couple, um, experiments and, you know, I had to get it board approved, like go through all the right tra- channels, make sure it was legal to do, to ask the questions that I asked, you know? And, um, the one thing that we learned about, uh, the type of studies that we do in psych, or at least one of the ways to measure it, it's called an analysis of variance an ANOVA. And you have to do, you have to question or study at least 30 people to really get any sort of bell curve to find not proof, but significance one way or the other. Mm. So like it, it's, it, it, it's such a small way to, to test this, to get some sort of opinion. Um, but what, what we're seeing here is more of a correlation mm-hmm. and not causation, which it's, it's totally interesting, but there are many things that correlate that have nothing to do with one another. Kids with bigger feet are smarter than kids who have smaller feet. Why? Probably because the kids with bigger feet are older. You know, those are the things <laughs> right. that you have to like think about that so often get kind of gets masked by the fun of correlation, especially yeah. in instances like this. Right. Yeah. And so that's, that's, I think kind of where I'm coming from too, which is like when I first watched the video and the, the, the real crux of the video is at the end where it's like, he's playing the air guitar as he calls it and compares it to his Tom Anderson and for all intents and purposes, you know, it sounds basically the same. And so right. essentially the, uh, the, the conclusion that you could draw from that is like, well, obviously wood doesn't matter because there's no wood in this guitar and they sound the same, but mm. Mm, maybe and it was a really interesting experiment it shifted my here's what it did for me um i was one of those people that in the order of rank in terms of significance of impact on tone of a solid body electric guitar i would have listed it the following pickups uh string gauge and material then wood and then body construction and then like electronics and and things like that. And what it sort of did was rearrange the things where for me, obviously pickups are still the most important part of the sound and have the biggest impact. I would still have strings as number two, your gauge and the makeup of the string, the alloy the strings made of, but I would probably flip um, electronics and then wood, right? The elect, Mm -hmm. because in his video, one thing he didn't account for at the beginning was, uh, in one of his his experiments, he noticed the difference because uh, one of the, I think it was the kit guitar, the pickup was wired directly to the output, whereas the Anderson hat was going through electronics and that was accounting for a difference and a pretty significant difference in sound. Oh, yeah, it's huge. Right. Um, and in fact, actually to add one more element to that, uh, right under pickup height, in between pickup and string, I would put pickup height, right? Yeah. That's that's huge. And, and so many people... It's happened to me where I'm not necessarily liking the way a pickup sounds. And I just think, oh, man, I got to I got to buy a different set of pickups for this guitar. But you tweak something, you raise or lower the pickup one way or another, and it completely shifts just the output of the guitar, how hard it's hitting the amp, the overall EQ curve that's coming out of the guitar, the response of the guitar, just from raising, lowering your pickups. Um, 
but I do still think the tone wood matters. I think the wood of, I think the weight of the guitar matters. I think yeah. that where, how, how long the guitar, how much of the guitar vibrates when you play a chord and, and how much energy is being dissipated from the string into the wood. I think that matters. It has an yeah. effect. And at the end of the day, the most important thing is how it makes you feel when you play it. I like lightweight guitars. I like guitars that vibrate a lot when I play them that are resonant, that are loud, like you said, mm. and you, you could pick the guitar out in the lineup with no rig. You just heard it and you said, that's the one. And then you plug it up and sure enough, it sounds the best out of all the, all the guitars. Yeah. And, and to add to your list of variables, I do think uh, bridge and nut uh, anywhere a string touches and, and, and vibration is transferred into the guitar have they do have an especially bridge uh has an impact on the sound and, and the vibe of the guitar because like for me when i think about pickups i don't think about necessarily like the output all the time i mean i have like you know i have things i like but i like to hear the guitar by itself like okay and i don't know how well this will come across with this uh gate on but whatever this guitar sounds like unplugged I like to listen to it and then match pickups according to that. Cause I mean, guitars have treble characteristics. They have low end characteristics and you, you kind of have to find a balance, but I do think pickups tend to trump all things as far as like the voice or the sound of the guitar. Yeah. Um, but uh, like with electronics, like uh, uh, Jacob visual guy in the chat was saying, you know, the out, the, the resistance to the pot being, if it's a, 220k or 270k pot is going to change your perception of the high end of the instrument once it's amplified i mean the, yeah. the, those minor changes they seem so insignificant but they are so crucial especially when you're going into something loud and clean yeah. it's it's painfully obvious when those things uh, are different one question i that came into my head when you were talking about you know things that matter how where do you sit on on rosewood ebony maple all have some huge difference in tone that that's a big debate and i'm I, curious to what i don't i own guitars that are all three now to be fair to be fair i don't own foul. like a telecaster with all three so it's it's not a fair comparison right. um i I feel like I have like so my Esquire is a maple fretboard and I feel like it has a little bit more snap, but I mm. it's not enough for me to just say like, oh, yeah, maple's brighter, rosewood's darker. I prefer ebony and rosewood over maple, but it's a feel thing. I don't love the feel of a finished fretboard. Um, and so I, I prefer those two, but I don't necessarily know that it makes a huge difference in the sound, in my experience. I feel like if you blindfolded most people, unless you like put your finger through the strings and kind of rubbed in there right. to see like, Oh, what's, what's under this, these strings. I don't, I mean like, do you, how often can you feel a fingerboard, you know? Oh, I can like do every time I play, like maybe I'm playing wrong. I don't know, but I feel, I feel the fingerboard under my fingers. I, I just, I mean like, I don't, I never pay attention to it, you know, and so, and I think, I think that that you know a fingerboard uh, does affect the sound of a neck because I think your neck has a sound 
as well. And I know that sounds crazy, but one thing that's funny is when I got my TCS and I, I, I was playing it, I was like, man, the notes are just like jumping out of this thing. I went and saw, um, I went to a rev thing here in Nashville and RJ was there and Sean Tubbs was there and Sean was playing it. And he was like, man, the, the notes are just like singing on this neck. The neck is, is vibrating so much. And I think the construction makes a big difference, but I, that could be a variable of just guitar to guitar. Yeah. So, okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm like, so like right now I'm playing this, like this G for example. And yeah, like I can feel the fret, the fretboard under my fingers. And but could you, if you were blindfolded, could you tell, definitively that that is a finished maple board yes yes 100 okay. percent. because it's slower because like on a vibrato my but, but that's like, the fret that's not no, no no it's not it's my finger touching the the fingerboard behind the fret that's what it oh, is i must play so much lighter because i i you probably do <laughs> i have the touch of a blacksmith and so like here is this is a an ebony um an ebony board and okay so, wait, wait, wait 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 what's that guitar again this Mm-hmm. Vila, Diego Vila. And you, you're totally cool with the look of that guitar, but you're going <laughs> to give me hell. Yes, dude, this guitar, what, what, the Frank Brothers? Or anything that I like that's weird. This, this is, this is cool. This is cool. Uh, I mean, Your yeah. offset guitar right there. What are you talking about? This isn't much different than a jazz master. Oh, this is way cooler than that. Oh, bullshit. This is, oh, this you is. Th you think that is cooler than a jazz yes, master? I think this is objectively no, cooler you're than a jazz master. <laughs> no, dude, this is objectively cooler than a jazz master. 100%. Mm. And jazz master is a cool guitar. I like I like guitars, but this like this and a Revolta and a Novo are all cooler than jazz masters. 100%. Yeah. Listen, when you're right, you're right, and I am <laughs> I am right about this. It's okay? like when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. <laughs> okay, so but yeah, like this ebony board, um, yeah, I could I could one hundred percent tell you. Now, I if you were saying uh, is that ebony or is that rosewood, I I might would have to like really feel for the grain of this because this is a much smoother, tighter grain than yeah than a rosewood. Um, but yeah, <sighs> well, you know, and it's I mean. I think ultimately it all matters. Everything matters. And you, you have to have to judge each guitar on its own merits. And like, I think, I think, I think the, the reason so many people get so up in arms about, Oh, it's gotta be the wood. It's gotta be a good guitar. Or it's gotta be expensive or whatever is because they're just trying to justify things in their own mind or something, or, or, or they're arguing that it doesn't matter to justify the fact that maybe their guitar is good enough for them. But ultimately, if it's good enough for you, who cares what yeah, it's made out of? Right. And that's the point that I wanted to get to in this episode, which is twofold. If it sounds good, it is good. Yeah. Period. It doesn't matter, dude. It doesn't matter what wood it is or who made it or how expensive it was or what kind of finish it has. Like, if it sounds good, it is good. The other thing is if you like the way it sounds and it makes you happy when you play it, then that's it. It's the right. It doesn't matter what wood it's made of, or if it does it have a nitro finish or a poly finish, what, what speakers are in that cabinet. Like at the end of the day, if it's what you like to hear, then that's it. It doesn't matter what you or I say, or what some, some person on the gear page says, or in the comment section of a YouTube video. Like if you think in your head, like you pick up that guitar and you're like, dude, I'm so glad I got this one because 
I went to that guitar store and I played all of them and this was the one because it rang and it has the yep. best wood. It's the lightest one. Then, dude, that's it. That's Then, yes, the wood matters. The tone right. wood matters. Now, objectively, if you put it under a microscope, what percentage of a difference does it make in the tone? Who cares? Yeah. Right? Like, it doesn't It, it doesn't matter. So, it, it's like one of those weird things where it's like it, it does and it doesn't. Yeah. In guitars, we we have such an emotional connection to it, and ultimately, it it all kind of goes back to that joke that Chet Atkins would do, where he'd say, he'd have his guitar, try to get it where people can see it, and people go, "Man, that guitar sounds great," or, or he he would have it in his lap, and he would be playing it, and people would say, "Man, that guitar sounds great," and then he'd put it down on the stand and say, "How's it sound now?" <laughs> you know, it's like it 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 only matters. And it only has anything because you give it something. So, yeah. and, and, and you're getting something from it. Yeah. Right. Like that's the, that's the thing, man. We all, we all know how dude, like when I played that, picked up that Dan Electro, that little hundred dollar used Dan Electro that I bought mm. last year. Yeah. It plays so unbelievably well. And as a result, I sound good on that guitar and that yeah. guitar sounds good. It doesn't matter that it's a, you know, cheap, whatever, knockoff well it's not a knockoff but a, a reissue like from overseas it doesn't matter dude it's like yeah. it sounds cool and it looks cool and like i get excited when i play it my novo the same way my saris j like it's probably the heaviest novo uh that's ever been made I, matthew and i have talked about this um oh god i've got too many offsets in my <sighs> right now um this is the, one of, if not the heaviest Novos they've ever made. I mean, it's like less Paul weight, a really good less yeah. Paul weight. I think it's like eight. I don't know. I've never actually weighed it. I would say it's eight and a half pounds, maybe pushing nine pounds. But this is still to this day, like one of the best sounding and playing guitars I've ever owned. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it's all about, it's, it's just about connection. And, yeah. and, and like, I think maybe to wrap up this conversation. Um, Tonewood matters. You're all wrong. Don't <laughs> at me in the chat. <laughs> is is there is there any sort of body material or tone wood or wood that you historically have played and go, I I just I don't like it. I don't I don't like it. Hmm. Because there is so no. I have one, but I just don't know. I don't, I, we never talked about this. Well, and there there are some that I haven't really spent time playing, like basswood, for example. I don't. I'm, I'm not really spending a lot of time with on that's, basswood. That's the one I hate. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I've honestly have never really played it, so I can't I can't speak to that one. But I, I like certain things for certain things. Like for instance, I like swamp ash a lot on strats and tellies. Mm -hmm. Um, from I just I think it it's especially like a telly. I think it fits like this Esquire. I believe this is swamp ash i mean you can see the grain through the um through the finish there and dude uh, this esquire slaps yeah it, uh this guitar is so good i'm actually debating on whether or not i should put a neck pickup in it it's routed for a neck pickup under there oh um it is yeah mm -hmm. let's do it this, all the 70th well, anniversary ones are it's gonna change it it'll change the yeah that's the thing it's like it, it putting putting that pickup there will do something to it but yeah um yeah, so I like swamp ash for for uh, for fenders. Basically, I like pine. The dude, the the tempered pine that Novo uses, um, I think is really good. Yeah, you know, but that's because it's dry. 
it's lightweight. It resonates well. So yeah, what about you? You said basswood. You're not into basswood. No, I don't like basswood. I, I've never, I've, I've never played one that made me like excited. And I've had, mm. I had a basswood. I didn't know this when I bought it. I bought a uh, made in Japan Fiesta Red Strat a few years ago, and it showed up. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. And I was like, man, it's just like, it's nothing, nothing here. Yeah. And um, I, I looked it up, and it was uh, it was basswood. And I was like, that, maybe that's why. And and they have played like a lot of like sh- super strats and like shredder strats yeah, and I stuff don't... from from the seventies and eighties or or that. And it's just I don't know, they're just kind of dead to me. But I like I don't I, mean, I don't <laughs> uh, I don't really like I don't know enough about like what Bodywood's Fender uses because I feel like when you slap a big thick poly. You yeah know, coat of paint on it doesn't really matter that much uh, yeah um, you just dip it in plastic baby basically yeah. um yeah if you've ever seen like watch someone like strip a polyurethane finish off of a guitar and just see how it comes off in sheets like yeah. plastic yeah Ugh, man that can't be doing do anything for the tone no yeah uh, I, I, i've i know for a fact from tom murphy who uh, he he had a he had a Fiesta Red Strat and I was like what on earth is that and he's like oh this is a road worn because they have poly underneath right and he's like I just stripped it and I just hit it with a heat gun and it went boop and bubbled up and I scraped it off um that that guitar ruled after I mean the road ones are good yeah but after he refinished it wow like what a guitar yeah so yeah so strip all your poly guitars everyone yeah. go heat ahead. gun go, yeah. Putty knife, uh, putty knife, heat gun. Have at it. We'll be fine. You know. Oh man. If there's oh. any kids listening, maybe go do it to your parents' guitars. Like, go get your dad's guitar. He'll be fine with it. Be like, Dad, I'm I'm fixing this and making it sound better. Speaking of which, we still have to see that guitar you tried to relic or whatever from back in the day. I still I want to see it. <laughs> well, it's okay. It's I have it downstairs. It's one of the ones downstairs. That is like the worst guitar I think I've ever owned. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a mij squire strat from the 80s which are supposed to be really good like but when i bought it it was a complete basket case like not functioning piece of crap and it's ungodly heavy it's like a, an 11 pound strat a 10 or 11 pound strat yeah it's it's wow. ridiculous it is ridiculously heavy wow wow um and it sounds bad it just is not good <laughs> there's nothing good about that guitar so Right Man. now, I think I think I painted it like seafoam green, so it's got like a shitty, just solid color on it right now to try and hide my crimes of previous <laughs> relicking. What, what, like, is does it have paint underneath that paint? Yeah, there's. So originally it was white uh-huh. poly that I tried to relic, and obviously that didn't go well. So then I painted it black with Guitar Re Ranch Nitro over the poly. Which oh. didn't go well. <laughs> I just sprayed black on top of the poly and then tried to relic that, which didn't go well. Um, and eventually I sanded most of the black off, sanded as much of the poly off as I could, and then painted it seafoam and just kind of put it away. Man, you should we, we should turn you should turn that into a YouTube video, like making that strat good. Like can can you can it be saved? <laughs> And just heat gun and, and thing and then re-ranch or stumax sprays. I would and- be embarrassed. The person, see, the thing is to do that, I would have to get with Dave on Arado. Yeah. But I would never hear the end of it from Dave. If I ever showed him <sighs> that guitar, he would, he, for the rest of my life, he would just give me shit. And you know what? I probably deserve it. 
for what I did to it. But like, no, I'm talking about like I took a screwdriver to it to like gouge out the wood from where like a pick would be. I had no, no idea doing what I was doing. But, you know, what's funny is if it was poly, then there's probably enough paint on there to where unless you got really into. No, wood, I got into it. Yeah, no, it's, you might it's, be able to steam it out. I, I'm no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, there was wood removed. There was wood Man. like gone that is not there anymore. <laughs> well, I I'm color me curious. I want to see this. thing. So. <laughs> oh, God. OK. Um, but yeah, well, I think uh, I think we've. I think we ended this debate. It. Yeah, yeah, we. This is I think it. It's over. We're, right, Tonewood matters. Uh, and if you think it doesn't, then you're just, uh, you know, you don't know anything about guitars. Yeah. So he's a go. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally going to think we're serious. No, <laughs> if it matters to you, it matters. If it doesn't matter to you, it doesn't matter. That's, That's it. all. Yeah. That's it's, all it is. You know, it, there's so many things that we argue about that really do matter. And this is not like one of them. the fact that this is an amazing looking guitar. And I don't think I don't think it's a bad looking guitar, but I think in a lineup of weird guitar shapes, it does not stand out as the best looking one. So <sighs> how much better does this look than the Frank Brothers, though? I don't I don't I love the Frank Brothers. I think it looks great. So, I, dude, uh, I just I uh, it's fine. <sighs> It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You know, we I just question. We, I question so much about you now. If if we've learned anything, it's that we can we can agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, and Frank Brothers getting so much free PR from this. That's right here. Good for them. Good for them. They've earned it. They, I've talked to those guys. They are so incredibly nice. So. I'm sure they're. I'm sure they're super nice guys. And uh, I'm sure that if I ever meet them or something at Nam, they're going to give me hell, and uh, rightfully so. Wacky on the back of the head with a headstock. All right, I'll give it. I'll get it right back. <sighs> All right, are we ready for some shills of the week? I got a good one. Oh yeah, so do yeah. I. Yeah, sweet. You, you go, go first. first? Okay. Nope. nope. Go first. Dun, 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 dun. Hell Look, yeah! Can you see what that says? Jam Custom Shop. I got a Custom Shop pedal from Jam. What, what this arrived here so remarkably fast. I will show you. So I've been wanting a Univibe. And I don't like the normal retro vibes paint job, mm -hmm. but they posted this. Bro. And uh, that's cool. It's pretty neat. And it sounds, sounds really good. Yep. So uh, got a retro vibe. And um, I, I, it, there's, some, there's some bullshittery going on in this to make it do what it does. Because <laughs> I, I open it up and I'm like, why is that not this? I wonder what they're doing to get away with that. So I'm curious. Uh, and I think I know. But um, it just sounds great. So I'm, yeah. I'm really, uh, I, th I think it sounds good. So I've got the, uh, I've got the normal retro vibe, the one that doesn't have the fancy paint job on it. Like that one does. And it mm -hmm. sounds super good. It's yeah. really, really nice. Came in this uh, fancy bag. Yeah, dude. I love the jam, like their packaging and stuff on their custom shop. I, I see all this stuff and I'm just like, man, what this, this was really expensive. And then I remember, oh yeah, it was really expensive. <laughs> it was really, I know. <laughs> I know they spent a lot on this cause I spent a lot on this pedal. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, speaking of spending a lot on pedals, uh, I didn't spend wait. I didn't spend any money on this, so this is a certified shill. Um, but this showed up oh. in the mail. And uh so by the time this comes out, people have seen me talk about this. I did a live stream about it, posted some Instagrams and stuff about it. Here's the thing. I avoided this pedal for years. It's been out for what, two years now, three years, something a like while. that. A while, yeah. Um 
What what is I, it? The Empress Zoya. Sorry yes. for listeners out there. And it's not even really fair to call this a guitar pedal, honestly, because that's yeah. not really what it is. It's in a pedal format, but this is a full-on. Basically, it's the anti Zach Broyles pedal right here. It is a <laughs> it is a full-on modular synth. Um, it can be a full rig. It can be a cab sim. It can be a, a synthesizer. Like it can be a generative synth. I mean it. The the it's a four. It can be a four track cassette deck tape recorder emulator loop machine. Like dude, it it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Um, and I avoided it like the plague because I mean, look at it. It's yeah. like intimidating as hell. Yeah. Um, but Empress got in touch a few weeks ago and they're like, hey, we're big fans of the channel. Can we send you some stuff? And I've had a Tremolo 2 for years. Tilly bought me an Empress Tremolo 2 for my birthday about five years ago. And that's been like, aside from the Flint, my favorite Tremolo pedal ever. Um, and I'm not counting the Lark as a Tremolo. Oh, it's a different thing. Um, but they were like, can we send you a Zoya? And I was like, I don't know. And they insisted on it. So sweet. I've been playing with it and my God, it is a inspiration box. Once you kind of understand the ins and outs of it and how to like make sounds with it and build patches, it's, it's not simple, but it is relatively easy to understand. Right. But, um, they shipped it with some special presets on it, like some of their favorite presets and, Dude, it's nuts. It is nuts. Yeah. Uh, Blair at Eastside, because uh, he he's th- those guys are like super into all that stuff. And I was yeah. like, I don't what what is this? And he like broke it down, and I was just like, yeah, the the meme of the woman like doing the math yeah. equations in her head. It was just me. Yeah, um, yeah I, I that's awesome. And uh, I saw you posted a, a live stream or a video about it, and I had had yet to watch it because. Uh, I just make uh, a bunch of spaceship sounds with it for an hour and a half. I mean, that's great. really it. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> it. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it honestly, people are asking like, well, what kind of board does it go on or how would you use it live? And honestly, I don't think this is going to end up on a pedal board. It's like a, right. It's something you put on your desktop, you plug some shit into it and you just zone out and you, you make some sounds with it basically. Can, can it affect the guitar or is it just a totally different? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you play oh, okay. your guitar into it. It can be just. It can be a fuzz. It can be oh, okay. a tremolo. It can be. I mean, it has a whole litany of guitar effects, and especially like their time-based stuff. Their reverbs and delays are algorithms that come from the other Empress stuff. Oh, like okay. The delay machine, the reverb, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's a. It can just be a guitar pedal if you wanted to. And I, on my live stream yesterday, I made a patch where I just. I think I did like a a delay into a vibrato okay or a reverb into a vibrato so yeah. a, l- a little overkill for something like that but it does work yeah if you're if you're not interested in like the synthesis possibilities behind it and the modular possibilities behind it i probably wouldn't pick it up <laughs> yeah but if you're looking for something that can take you to a another dimension then by all means well to end the show uh i we've had a few people asking uh shoyle's fuzz updates i am getting new pcbs uh this week so uh they should be here and this is this is the the original prototype uh there's been a handy little paperweight on my desk um so hopefully we'll be able to get this thing going i did remove the order switcher 
because once I found where I liked it, I'm not, it's, it doesn't need to be moved okay. and, and it'll still be independent and it'll still have the little null control control. But I think that's what was causing the insane, um, feedback that right. was making this thing literally sound bad. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it sounded cool. I think I should just give you this one. Yes, please. Thank you. <laughs> and it's just go. Yeah, I want the weird one. <laughs> yeah, well, this one's it. And uh, everyone calling it the shiz. Play, I don't. I don't want to call it the shiz. It's getting on my <laughs> nerves. Not. It's not the shiz. It's the SH1Z. I know, but that it's funny because like <laughs> I don't know if you're like this, but when people say something over and over that you don't like, it just makes you like hate it. Oh, uh, yeah. or, or like, you know, you should really see this movie. You, you haven't seen this movie. It's like that sort of thing. I'm never going to see it. And it's gotten to the point now where it's like, I'm, I'm not going to call it that. I will cancel this whole project. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, just to, to, <laughs> to spite all the people who get right. on my nerves. But I mean, it's fine. I get the Everyone joke. Everyone shut up. Don't ruin <laughs> this. Okay. This is, this is your fault. If, if Zach doesn't make this pedal, this is definitely not anything to do with me. Um, this is 100% your fault. So stop it. Get yep. it together. Yep. 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 We're warning you. <laughs> we will turn this company around. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, this is going to be, I, I, I think about these things all the time. Like, Oh, we're going to make this pet. Like, do I have to make another website? Like, gonna... <laughs> Oh my um, God. How am I going to promote that? So uh, nice. Well, we do have to actually name it though. I know. And we will. But, you know, uh, speaking of names, maybe this can be the last thing. Um, Universal Audio is releasing a mic that looks like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you see what it was called? Uh, I watched the video demo of it, but I don't remember the name. The SD-1, which Ooh. is the name of a boss pedal that's been yeah. around for a long time. I so smell a lawsuit. You're going to get one. Get one now, and you might be worth a little bit more <laughs> money. Because just like the, uh, the, the PRS became the HDRX. Because this is the HX50, which Line 6 said, hey, mm-hmm. uh, cut it out. Mm-hmm. Hey, so. uh, you guys quit that. Yeah, um, I, I saw the video of it, and it was like, okay, so they made an SM7, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's what all the comments were saying. Like, oh, I'll just keep my SM7. How yeah. much is it? I don't know. I, I saw it, and I, I saw it was white and pretty, and it'll do some integrations with UA stuff, which is cool. But, I mean, I, I already spent all the money on this. So I'm, I don't know, you know. Yeah, dude, honestly, just use your SM7. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. All right, everyone. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Appreciate y'all hanging out. And uh, we'll see you next Monday on Dipped in Tone. Bye.